are alive to shine. I'm Beth. And I'm Kate. And this is the Shine Podcast, where we meet lots of different people and hear about the ways that they light up the world. And here's why we're doing this. We've been changed and affected by people who shine with the love of Jesus. And the world needs people like that, and like you, right now. So be encouraged. And let your light shine. shine. All right, so hey, welcome to the Shine Podcast. This is something brand new. Uh, we're going to give it a shot in our very first and fabulous interviewee today is going to be someone who I'm joining weekly to interview others. This is our wonderful and amazing Beth. All right, so I'm going to introduce you to Beth, and then we'll have a great conversation. Again, welcome to the Shine Podcast. This is for the upper room and anyone who would love to listen to hear about how people shine. So uh, Beth is the co-host now of this fabulous Shine Podcast. She is the founder of our Shine Women's Ministry and also our Shine Small Groups. She has been mentoring women and others for over 15 years. Uh, she teaches leadership development and started out as an entry-level frontline staff. She's held lots of various roles in the workforce, um, but is currently the chief operating officer at a large national nonprofit. But she has lots of other roles as well. That's just her day job. She's also a football mom, a soccer mom, a dance mom, a swim mom, a volleyball mom, and she has been married to Mark for 22 years. They have two adult sons and a wonderful teenage daughter. If you want to know more about Beth, she is a three on the Enneagram. <laughs> That'll give you some insight. So, hi, Hi. Hi. Welcome to myself. <laughs> yeah, we're co-hosting, but you get to interview me today. Yes. All right. So this is different because normally the, there will be a third to our duo. For right now, it's just the two of us as we start this off. So every time you join us on this podcast, uh, we will be interviewing somebody else and we will be asking them three questions. And the questions that we will be asking from here on in will be, who or what turned on your light? What is it that lights you up? How are you letting your light shine? So those three questions will kind of be the, the foundation to this Shine podcast. Um, so we're going to start today with Beth. Before I start with any of these questions, is there anything that you want to say before we jump in? Welcome. We're really Thanks. excited about this new adventure and hope that you guys enjoy the ride and listening to some very amazing people that we have lined up. Oh but my goodness, yeah. We were told that we should probably start with ourselves so you guys would get to know us a little bit more. So here we are. I'm the guinea pig for our first podcast <laughs> and Kate will be next week. <laughs> okay. Now you all have our plans. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Shine Podcast. Let's start with number one. Who or what turned on your light? 
Well, I've been thinking about my faith journey and don't ever really remember a time where God wasn't a part of my life. We grew up in the Catholic Church for my first 10 years of my life and have very fond memories of the Catholic Church. We went to a college campus at Montana State University. They had a resurrection parish and lots of good times there. And we moved to Ohio in 1981 and became a part of the local Catholic Church. That's when I was born. Here. I love it. It's like you came for me. I came for you. We came (laughs) and went to the Catholic Church, and I can remember going to catechism, and they sat us down, and they were talking to us about mortal sins, and I didn't know I was a three on the Enneagram back then, (laughs) but if you know anything about threes, we want to do everything well. And I was very concerned that I had committed a mortal sin. And they talked about French kissing was a mortal sin. And I didn't know what French kissing was back then in fourth grade. This is probably a good thing. But and the other thing was blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And I was very concerned that I had done that, even though I didn't even know what it was. But my mom met Shirley Striefler when we moved to Ohio. And Shirley invited us to come to the upper room. And I was in fifth grade. And basically, had to learn a whole new religion because coming from a Catholic background to this non-denominational church service that was a little woo-woo for me, a little wacky, was a bit of a culture shock. But I don't know. I just learned a lot from my mom. She was a great prayer warrior and she taught me how to pray. And she also listened to a lot of Christian broadcasting, Marilyn Hickey. There was some guy named Bob. I can't remember what his last name was, but I did not like him. He had a radio show back then. And she listened to, watched PTL and Oral Roberts and Robert Schuler, And so faith was just always a very big part of our family. And I think that I always wanted to have a relationship with the Lord, but I really think that I was more, it was more, uh, am I doing everything right? And am I following the rules? And I kind of felt like God was always shaking his head at me saying, when are you ever going to get it right? When are you ever going to get it right? And I just said some days, like, I know I'm never going to get it right. So (laughs) that was very frustrating for me because I really wanted to live a life that God approved of. And so went to a Christian liberal arts college and no better place to lose your religion than (laughs) at a Christian liberal arts college. Um, No, it wasn't that bad, but I was a student athlete. And I think a lot of the athletes that were there when I was there were not there because it was a Christian college. Mm -hmm. They were there to play sports. And so a lot of my, the people that I were around weren't necessarily great influences, although I tried to be a good influence on them. But Um, Learned a lot in college, went through um, some traumatic experiences in college, but just came out always wanting to seek the Lord and almost feeling like just floundered a little bit. You know, we weren't plugged into a church when I was in college, or I wasn't at college. We had to go to chapel like twice a week or three times a week. I don't know, but it it was a little bit dry. And so I can't say I really grew a ton spiritually when I was in college, but I was always pursuing God and really pursuing trying to be a good Christian. And then graduated from college, got, you know, started in in the marketplace, started my career, 
got married, got married and had two babies. And so the first three and a half years of our marriage life, we, you know, went from, I went from being a single career girl to a married woman with two kids. And that was very difficult. Mark and I got premarital counseling and our pastor gave us a test and he said to us, I've never seen a couple so compatible as you guys. <laughs> a few years into that uh, relationship, I accused him of lying and cheating on the premarital compatibility test because I did not feel like we were very compatible. So, you know, just trying to be successful and do everything right. And I found myself working full time in a relationship that was a lot of work and was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Had two babies, um, always wanted two kids two years apart. And my boys share the same birthday two years <laughs> apart. So just found myself feeling like I wasn't doing a good job at anything. Like I couldn't give work what I used to be able to give it. I you know, there was chores and homework and diapers and sleepless nights. And it was just a little bit crazy. And I just, I think that's where I found my religion in the middle of all that. I would get up in the morning really early and pray my guts out. And some days all I could say was, oh, my God, Lord, help me. And he just started to teach me and meet me where I was. We got plugged into a church where we were living and, you know, really started my journey of really understanding that God loved me and wanted a relationship with me. And it wasn't just about a lot of rules and trying to, you know, do everything right. And so I wish I would have known that sooner, or that would have been a reality to me that, you know, God loves us unconditionally. And it's not about the rules and the regulations, but it's about a relationship. Um, So that's when I really would say I, I got lit up, even though I, you know, was born and raised in a Christian home and had always been following Christianity, it really became real to me when I was in the working world, married with kids. Right. So so God was really meeting me where I was. And I think the thing that got me so lit up, what actually was, you know, I was praying to God and asking for mentors because I, I didn't really feel like I had a lot of Christian mentors in my life that looked like me. Um, my mother was a beautiful Christian woman, and there were a lot of beautiful Christian women around me, but they didn't look like me. They stayed at home. They homeschooled. They didn't have careers. And I looked very different than them. And so I was trying to find my place in the world of what's it look like to be a Christian woman and what's it look like to pursue dreams and chase my destiny of what God called me to do and not having anyone model that for me. And so I always felt like I was floundering a little bit and comparing myself with people who had different calls on their life. And yeah. so I I was asking God, I I need a mentor, I need someone. And you know, I had asked a couple of women and they declined, I think because they didn't see I don't think they thought they could give me what I needed. And so when that happened, I was just like, all right, God, you know, I'm asking, I need a mentor. And he sent me one. And she really changed 
just opened up a whole new dynamic. Um, I remember she gave me a bag of books and I devoured them and was reading them and thought, where has this information been my whole life? And just really made the Bible come to life and helped me to understand the Bible and Jesus and a lot of spiritual principles that I hadn't known before. And it really it changed my life. So what's happening, though, is that circumstances, I feel like circumstances and situation began to turn your light on and you pray and God sends you someone. I feel like it's interesting that there are a series of events sometimes that can light you up. Like sometimes it's not singular. You have these moments where like that is lit up to me and the light gets brighter and brighter as you kind of become aware of. Yeah, I think it was in in the middle of the struggle when... Life is hard and you don't have answers and you're just trying to figure it out that when somebody comes and gives you their light or shows you how to find it, yeah. it's it's contagious. And so that was really empowering to me and so appreciate what all I learned from her. And it really just made me feel like there needs to be more mentors and teachers and people calling other people up. And helping them out because I really felt a lack of that in my life. You know, my youth group leaders felt a little sketchy and, you know, they had some (laughs) trauma that happened in their lives with the church. And so didn't feel like they were mentors and, you know, went to college and didn't, didn't really have a lot of strong Christian mentors in my life and was looking. But I just felt like I was floundering and everything was twice as hard because I was trying to figure it out for myself. So, um, But then you are given an example. Yes. I thought, wow, if somebody can do this for me, I really want to be able to do something for other people. And, you know, I, I didn't see a lot of Christians that looked joyful, that it just seemed like Christianity was rough and hard and life was hard. Maybe it wasn't <laughs> that they were Christians. It's just that life is hard. And I thought if we have the Holy Spirit living in us and Jesus as our Savior, we should be the light of the world and we should really be letting our light shine and making a difference and doing what God's called us to do. And so I was looking for women like that and had a hard time finding them. And so when I was introduced to this person who mentored me, I thought, we need more of this. And so that's when I founded Shine, which is... You know, the purpose of Shine is to edify, encourage, and equip women through small group relationships on their journey of spiritual transformation and personal destiny. Because I think we always need to be learning. There's so much to learn about Jesus and the Bible. And I don't think we can ever get to the point where we like, I know it all, because there's it's just so vast. But I also think that God created us with dreams in our hearts, and He wants to partner with us so that we're fulfilling those dreams and taking that fruit that He deposited into our hearts and producing fruit that feeds other people. And so I just saw so many women that were afraid to shine or afraid to have a dream or pursue things that were in their heart. And so I really wanted to kind of partner that where, you know, we're edifying them, we're equipping them, we're encouraging them to grow with their relationship with Jesus, but also figure out what their destiny and their purpose is in life and to go forth and do it, because I think that makes all the difference in the world. Right. And I think that goes really smoothly into the next question. You know, the next question is like, what lights you up? 
And I mean, that's really what you've done w- with your life. <laughs> but I just really appreciate, I appreciate you in that even in the frustration of not feeling like you have a lot of examples or feeling like I I want something and I don't have it, but not stopping at that. And I feel like people go through life kind of being I'm not sure. I'm not sure what lights me up. I feel like I'm at a loss. I feel like I don't have this, but I appreciate your, the longevity you've had in pursuing, pursuing your purpose. Really? Cause I mean, even if you tell that story, you know, when you ask God, I don't know if you want to tell that story, but when you ask God, like, oh, God, what, I should be what doing? do you want yeah. me to do? So I was, well, let me back up a little bit. I had some teachers along the way that inspired me. I, I wouldn't say they all did, but there were there were a few. And I always thought I wanted to be a teacher. And looking back on it, I think it's because, seriously, the only females that I saw in any type of leadership position were teachers in my life. I didn't see it at church. I didn't see it at home. I didn't see it in my friends' homes. You know, I there was just a lack of female leaderships in my life. And if you ask my mom what I was good at when I was five years old, she would say I was a good little boss. Um, and oftentimes, <laughs> pay attention, moms, to what your kids like to do when they're five, because that's God's call on their that's life. Really so, good. <laughs> you know, and that's a whole nother story about calling females bossy when they really just have leadership skills. Mm. That's for another podcast. <laughs> I, I didn't see it. And so, you know, I knew there was something inside of me that wanted to serve and to help people be the best they could be. And I really thought I was going to be a teacher. And I went to school to be a teacher. I ended up with a double major and have an education degree, but went into the social service field instead and have been there for the last 26 years you know, just various roles in leadership. And I just want, you know, I've always said that my ceiling should be my children's floor, or my ceiling should be my the people that I supervise at work or that I'm mentoring should be their floor. And so I want to keep growing so that the people that I'm bringing along with me are going to start at a higher level than I started out because I really felt like I started from the bottom, like just flailing my way trying to figure it out because I, I didn't have any people in my life that were modeling that for me as I was growing up and have had a lot of coaches, had a lot of bosses, you know, that just, I I never felt like I had somebody that was really developing me. And so I sort of had to become the person that I wanted to be for other people. Mm -hmm. And so that's when, when I had kids and was working and trying to figure that out, you know, that was always a button that was being poked with me is I looked different than all the women that I loved and respected. So it really would get to me when I'd hear people make little comments. And one day I was interviewing a woman for a position and she was sitting in my office and I have pictures of my kids in my office. And she said to me, well, I stayed at home with my kids because I felt it was very important. So that's where I've been for the last seven years. And I wanted to reach across the (laughs) desk and throttle her because it just pushed all my buttons. And when I look back on it, she was probably looking at me, looking at me saying, oh, my gosh, look at this successful woman who's had a career her whole life. And 
that situation really made me think, like, you need to do what God's called you to do. And it's not always what he calls other people to do. And one of my very first encounters with, you know, just really trying to figure out, okay, God, what are you saying to me? He just gave me a picture of myself where, you know, he had called me to do something and he needed me to do it. And he didn't want me to do what he had called the other people to do. Because I think when we try to put people in a box and say, this is what women should look like. This is what mothers should look like. This is what leaders should look like. That it's very dangerous. And I think we lose out on a lot of great things that God has in store. And so I struggled with that immensely. You know, I'd say, am I screwing these kids up? I think they're good kids. I think they're stable, but am I screwing them up? And just was the cry of my heart often. And so I finally was like, okay, God, what do you want me to do with my life? I didn't know I was an Enneagram three back then. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Threes are producers and achievers. And so I was very hung up on that. And he said, I heard, you know, I heard not in an audible voice, but I just heard him say, I want you to love people. And I said, I do love people. I don't think you understand the question, Lord. <laughs> what do you want me to do with my life? What do you want me to be doing? And he said, I want you to love people. And I said, okay, I don't think you understand my question, God. What do you want me to be doing? What do you want me to do with my life? And he said... I want you to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love others as yourself. And I said, well, I do. but And he said, no, you don't. And I'm going to teach you. You know, I really feel like I've been on this journey. I haven't gotten a new assignment yet of just really um, delving into what it looks like to love unconditionally, to be loved by God unconditionally, and to understand that. Like, he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. And there's nothing Mm -hmm. you can do to make him love you more. And there's nothing you can do to make him love you less, which is foreign to a three on the Enneagram. And I really just had to learn that. And so taking that, being a, a totally and completely, lo- completely loved person and being able to give that away to other people and help them see their value, their worth, how much God loves them. And, you know, just really being able to love people unconditionally. And, you know, I'm the type of person, tell me what I need to do to get an A and I'll get it. Tell me what I need to do to achieve and I'll do it. And God knows this about me. So he gave me a list. (laughs) You know, I asked him for one, love is patient, love is kind, love is, that's good. You know, it goes on and on. And That's challenging. And, you know, I have a piece of paper with my name written in it instead of love. It says, Beth is patient, Beth is kind. And, you know, it goes down the whole list. And there are some days where I feel like I'm winning. I'm winning today. And there are other days where I'm like, I just need a reset because I didn't do that very well. So just really being on the path of understanding God's love, because my relationship and my faith journey when I was younger was so much about rules and regulations and not messing up and doing what is expected and what is right and wasn't about a relationship. So really helping people to see what the relationship is all about. That's what lights you up. That is what lights me up. Yeah, it really is. That's really good. And I, you know, I've I've found that because I feel like I struggled so much trying to find people to speak into my life and to be mentors that And I'm not saying I didn't have any because I I can think of a handful that I had, but I feel like we need more of them. And I think we need 
We need several mentors. We need a mom mentor. We need a work mentor. We need a personal development mentor. You know, what, whatever people are good at, I think we need lots of people in our lives speaking into us and holding us accountable and slinging the dirt over their shoulders to find gold. And that's really what I try to do with people is just keep shoveling dirt because it doesn't take a lot to find dirt on people, but yeah. just keep shoveling that yeah. um, and finding the gold and helping them sometimes see their gold because they can't see it. Oh, I think that's so good because that is something that I wanted to bring back. The idea that people don't always know what to do. People don't always know what's inside of themselves. People don't always know what they're capable of. And I feel like that's sometimes the role of that mentor to say, I can see that in you. You are totally capable of that. And I have a shine group and I have a couple of girls who have described Beth as them feeling like they're at the end of a diving board. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> them feeling like they're at the end of a diving board. And the idea that, you know, Beth is kind of one of those women that'll come up and look at you lovingly and then we'll kick you off the diving board. <laughs> yes. Let's go, ladies. But <laughs> the idea that, you know, it's sometimes really scary to jump off the diving board, but Beth sees something in you that maybe you don't see in yourself. And then you you learn, oh my gosh, I can dive. Oh my gosh, I live to swim. You know, all those things that you hadn't seen before. That's so good. And it, it lights other people up because then they begin to see parts of themselves that are alive that they didn't even know that were there before. So right now, how are you letting your light shine? Well, I have a shine group and we have been meeting for 14 years and encouraging each other on. Sometimes we have to give each other smackdowns and I'm in this mix as well. You know, I'm not always the one leading, but, you know, calling each other up and out and encouraging people and praying for people. And so, you know, my whole idea about shine was when I thought we we need more shiny people around. <laughs> we need more people who are um, just really joyful and living life to the fullest and living abundantly and sharing that with other people. And so, you know, the whole premise of shine is I wanted to, I started a shine group with eight women and I thought they're all going to be in shine for a year and start their group with eight women or whatever the number is. And <laughs> it would just keep spreading and spreading and spreading. And we're doing that slowly. It's a lot slower than I had envisioned it in my head. I think Kate was the first one to start her shine group and it's just celebrated 10 years yeah. together. So 10 years. It's amazing how time flies, but oh my goodness. You know, just to see the growth in myself and the women who were in my shine group or are in my shine group, just to see how much we have grown. And when I think back of where we were when we started, Kate has a funny story to tell about that with Shine. But Next time. <laughs> I'll ask her about that. But <laughs> I just think about where we were then and where we are now. And I think if I didn't have these women alongside of me doing life with me, challenging me, encouraging me, praying for me, being a sounding board for me, I don't think I would be the person I am today. And I think everybody needs people in their lives like that. And so yeah. shine is, that's what I want to do. I just want to keep on 
empowering people to be bold and lead and bring other people along with them. And, you know, you only have to be one day ahead of the person that you're mentoring. You don't, you don't have to have 50 years of experience. You you can be one day ahead and still make an impact in people's lives. So, you know, I'm, I'm leading women's ministry at the upper room right now. And, you know, I just really want us to be a community that we really learn and know how to pray for each other and the power of prayer and that we embrace community because there's, you know, I don't want to be the person who's teaching Bible studies all the time or preaching or there's so much information out there right now. There's such great resources for us, uh, worship music and teachings that I don't feel like that's the role that I need to fulfill. Maybe showing people what some of those resources are that can supplement their local church, but... You're not there just for information. Yeah. The community, I think, is so important in prayer, because I really do believe in the power of prayer. And I think that I learned how to pray from other people. And that's something that it's very... I find that some people are very intimidated by it. And horrified by praying out loud or praying in a group. And I just have seen the fruit of that. And Mm -hmm. so bringing people along and teaching them what it looks like and letting them see the results of of that is really important to me. So that's something that I want to do to let my light shine. You know, at work, I want to help people find out who they are and what their gifts are and, and help them succeed in what they're doing. So I, you know, I'm in the position right now where I'm leading leaders. And so just giving them the tools and the resources and the encouragement and the insight that I can give them to let them lead their people. And so, you know, when I when I started out in the workplace, I think I knew how to manage programs and people well, but I think it's different when you're leading leaders. And so, you know, over the past 28 years that I've been with that organization, I've just been learning every step of the way. And so I want to take everything that I've learned that I feel like I've had to learn the hard way, oftentimes, and give it to other people and share that with them. You know, I I am in a very, an industry that's leadership is very heavily dominated by males. And so navigating that, you know, I can remember showing up at board meetings at eight o'clock in the morning after, you know, having pumped and gotten thrown up on and had to change a poopy diaper and all that to show up at eight o'clock and these guys waltz in with their coffee. (laughs) And, (laughs) And me sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I think I have baby throw up on me. But just, you know, navigating that whole, the dynamics of being a female leader in a predominantly male leadership role. Mm -hmm. So I want to bring the younger females along with me and maybe break some barriers down that I had to go through so that they don't have to Mm -hmm. go through that and just help them navigate that. And I think that's another way that I'm trying to let my light shine. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's really beautiful. You know, women's ministry at church right now, you know, I was super excited about it. We're, We're doing all sorts of great things and I seeing lots of had a great conference last year with amazing, amazing speakers and that were all local, homegrown pretty much from our church and yes. just giving those women so an good. opportunity to shine. And, yeah. you know, I think some of them did feel like I was um, pushing them off the diving board, but yeah. they were amazing. They and were. 
just a lot of synergy happening. And then COVID happened and just, you know, felt like my work was closed. I was working from home. Everybody was home doing school. Church was canceled. Meeting community was canceled. And so, you know, as we're crawling our way out of there and out of that, just really asking God, all right, how do we do women's ministry right now? People are sick of Zoom meetings and it's very hard to communicate with masks on. And so I feel like I, you know, I'm excited about this podcast because I think we have some of the most amazing people in our midst and in our town and in this valley. And I've always said, you know, like, why not? Why not Columbiana? I've, I've been to other big mega churches and other places. And I'm, I'm like, they don't really have anything that we don't have. I, I just think sometimes people think if they come from a small town, that there's not anything successful or not successful, maybe Special. it's not the word, but, yeah. you know, relevant or or big. And I just think we have amazing people, women, men, leaders in our community and in our church. And I want you guys to get to know them and find out what these people are doing. And that I think it sparks people's passion and gives them hope that, you know, we take, I'm just a regular girl. I'm, there's nothing fancy about me. And if you have boldness and you have the drive and you want to let your light shine, that we'll all be shining. And this will be a beacon on the hill that lost people will be like, they have something in them that I don't have. And I want that. And, so good. and that's what, you know, I think that's really what, when we let our light shine, it's all about pointing people to Jesus, you right. know, I don't have all the answers. I, I don't do everything right. There, you know, there are some sometimes where I'm just like, I don't know. I'm at a loss for that, but I know Jesus knows. And just pointing them to Jesus and not feeling like even when you're, you know, mentoring or trying to lead people, like you don't have to pretend like you have it all together. Because you can ask my children and my husband. I don't have it all together. I have some good days and some days that I want to hit the reset button. And I think we're all like that. Mm-hmm. That's important to me. Is I think it's important to, I think we're living in a day and age where we need to be very intentional about what we're doing with our time and what we're viewing and listening to and who we're spending time with, because there are so many voices out there just screaming for our attention. Right. And some of them are bad and evil, and some of them are benign, but they're just voices screaming and there's really no no fruit or meat that comes from it and so just being very intentional about our lives because if you're not intentional I think we can wake up one day and say where'd the last 10 years go where right. you know I think about our shine group if we if we weren't being intentional and learning and growing would we just blink and wake up and we'd be the same people we were only 14 years older and so right I want people to live with intentionality I try to do that. I'm a, a learner. I found out from the strength finders that I'm not just a nerd, that learner is actually a strength. And so just learning and growing and taking the love of learning and sharing it with other people. Yes. And I feel like you have along the way found your strengths and used them not only for yourself, but use them so powerfully for other people like using your strength of learning to amplify someone else's life, giving them that information and changing them and affecting them and 
Well, and I think it's so fascinating. I mean, I've done all the tests. I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm a a DI on the disc. Mm-hmm. I don't remember my numbers for the Myers-Briggs, but I mean, I could tell you all of them. I'm an activator, achiever, relater, learner, and <laughs> there's one more that I forget. You got but, it all. You know, I God created us like this. Like right. he he purposely made everybody so so uniquely individual with gifts and talents and if we don't show up for the world, the world just goes without. Right. And I, I want people to show up and give mm-hmm. what God put in them and right. be oh. bold. And because the world needs you, God knew what the world needed. And he put you in your family. He put you in your town. He put you in your state. He put you in your country. And because he knew the world, your world, sometimes I think when we think about the world, it seems so big, but mm-hmm. your world needs you. And I just want people to realize that and Embrace it. Embrace their their uniqueness and their gifts and figure out a way to let their light shine. Right. And imagine if we all could grasp the depth and importance of that. We'll be world changers. Right. And I expect that. I expect that out of us. You know, there's Proverbs 11.11 says... If you bless a, cur- a bless a city, it'll be blessed. And if you curse a city, it'll be cursed. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, Jaden and I drive around town all the time and we're like, we love our town. We have the best town ever. We, you know, we're just very grateful and intentional about blessing our town. And what's so fun is last year, Reader's Digest named Columbiana the nicest place in America. <laughs> and- <laughs> I, I said, see, I we're, said it. we are, you know, you speak that out and you look at the good in your little town or your little church or your little school or your little workplace or your little family that may seem so insignificant. And you just keep speaking life over it, blessing it, speaking life. And I think it changes everything. Right. That's so good. Well, are we at the end of our very first podcast? We did it. Oh my goodness. I'm that so excited for you guys to meet our lineup of people. Yes. And watch out if you see my phone number calling you, please answer it. <laughs> because chances are you will be on the Shine <laughs> podcast. And next week, you don't want to miss out because I get the privilege oh of interviewing gosh. the awesome and amazing. Ooh. Catherine Lauren Holm. <laughs> I get my whole name for that one. <laughs> so you grasp the seriousness. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening in. Thanks for joining our first podcast. We hope you join us again. Uh, learn and listen about shining. We appreciate you so much in your time. Thank you, Beth, for starting us off. Thank you. Can't wait for next week. Yes, join us next week. We'll see you. Bye.